Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. Hurry up, you're going to be late. I can't find that permission slip. Mom, can I borrow the car today? Uh, I'm late for a meeting. Debbie, can you pick up my dry cleaning? Hurry up, Dad. I'm going to be late for practice. Bill, can you pick up dinner on your way home tonight? Oh, Mom, I have a study group over at Chelsea's house. I won't be home for dinner. Uh, looks like I'm going to be pulling a late nighter to get those proposals done. Go ahead and do dinner without me. I'm Jim Burns. Well, too many families are running ragged. They're trying to keep up with this breathless pace of modern life, and they're not succeeding. If that describes your family, well, I want to encourage you to take the first step to turning things around. Stop whatever you're doing right now. Spend the next half hour or so listening to a conversation that could turn your family into a five-star family. It's a home where love, fun, loyalty, growth, and faith set the tone. Well, let's talk about moving your family from good to great right here next on Homework. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Marsh. You know, the Bachelor of Science in Organizational Leadership at APU transforms working professionals into agents of change in the workplace. It's a degree completion program offered both online and on campus at APU's Center for Adult and Professional Studies. And if you'd like more information, go to homeward.com. And you can find out how our own Cindy Ward is actually in the master's program for that track of thought as well. Just started that out. Way to go, Cindy. Today on the program part two of Dr. Jim Burns' conversation with author Carol Kirkendall and talk about moving your family from good to great. And now here's Jim. Welcome back to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns. Today we're talking with Carol Kirkendall. We're talking about moving your family from good to great, and this is the second conversation we've had on this. Uh, Carol, welcome to our program. Thank you, Jim. Well, you are a graduate of the University of Colorado. You're the Director of Leadership Development of MOPS, author, speaker, married for 37 years to Lynn, and you've got children and grandchildren. Your life is busy right now. Very full, but very full in a wonderful way. I think being in this season of life, I've always said you have your best years ahead of you, and uh, being in this season of life is a wonderful place to be. Well, you know, it really is, it seems like, when you've, when you've invested as much as you've invested in your kids and then you begin to see the fruit of, of grandchildren, that has to be uh, very rewarding. You know what it is, too? It is seeing your own children become parents, and it's a very full circle sort of perspective to see that they're now starting their own families and making their own way in the world and yet using many of the things that they grew up with as their own values. That, that is really, I look forward to that day. We're not there yet, but I do look mm. forward to that day. Well, you've written a great book. It's called Five Star Families, Moving Yours from Good to Great. And in it, you talk about five stars every five-star family possesses. And in a previous conversation, we talked about love, fun, loyalty, growth, and faith. How did you come up with those five stars when there could have been 10 or there could have been three? I asked a lot of mothers, and through MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers, we have the ability to talk to about 100,000 moms. And I didn't talk to all of them personally, but we did ask for their feedback. What matters most in your family? And these were the answers that came back most often. So we chose these five as being the kinds of qualities that, as you express and experience them, you have the ability to shape your family into something that you really enjoy being part of and has meaning and purpose. 
Of love, fun, loyalty, growth, and faith, was there one that stood out to you that perhaps you you wouldn't have written down at first until you started talking with all the uh, wonderful moms at Mops, Mothers of Preschoolers? Well, I was surprised, Jim, maybe how fun came right mm-hmm. up there at the top, that families really want to have a good time together. And there's a depth in a family relationship that happens around an experience of fun. And it doesn't have to be some elaborate sort of thing, but it's just the idea that we enjoy each other and we can make our own fun, whether it's making a pizza on a Thursday night or going out uh, on a Sunday afternoon and taking a hike together. It's, it's just the idea that we're important to each other and we want to have a good time together. It's amazing that you brought that up. I wrote a book uh, about two years ago called 10 Building Blocks to a Happy Family, and I went through the 10 building blocks. Fun and play was the one that surprised me. And yet, as I started studying happy and fulfilled families, it was the, it was the idea of fun and play that really made a difference. I am a grandmother now, and I so enjoy those spontaneous afternoons when one of our adult children will call and come over with their family and it's because we have fun together. You know, they might do that out of commitment once in a while, but they wouldn't do it very often if we didn't have fun together. That sure makes sense. Uh, you know, to the parents who have a hard time kind of establishing a family playtime, you've got three great recommendations. Lighten up your standards, lighten up on the idea that you have to play a certain way, and lighten up on yourself. Talk about that for a moment. Lighten up on your standards is is a key element in having fun because fun isn't always nice and clean and neat. Fun can sometimes be messy, whether it's having people over for a, for a meal. I mean, there's some tasks involved right. in that. Or it can be as simple as uh, finger painting and chocolate pudding. You know, there are different ways to have fun, but but it means that we're not always going to have the cleanest house and we're not always going to have the cleanest backyard. And you may have a pile of things to do on your to-do list that you didn't get done. Absolutely. I use the example that C-plus works, and that Mm. means that we don't need to have an A-plus home or an A-plus to-do list that we've crossed everything off of. That What this means is that we just can lighten up on the, the expectations we have of ourselves in order to have a good time together. Yeah. And I think for a lot of moms and dads, frankly, we've got to lighten up on ourselves. You know, we, we may, going back to that pile, you know, I heard it said once that, you know, you're going to die with your inbox still full. So sometimes we have to just put it aside and enjoy the time with the family, don't we? The example I use is recess. You know, when you're in grade school and you have recess, you have recess in the middle of an important day of activities where you have tasks to do. The purpose is that if we go outside and play and have a good time, we do what we have to do better. So we just have to remain in that recess mentality so that we're always taking time out to have a good time. I will never forget that. That is so good. I just need to say to our family periodically, okay, we're going to have recess in 10 minutes, so we've got to work through now for the next 10 minutes to clean this house, but then there's recess. Good, good input. Uh, In your book, Five Star Family, you talk about a full circle family. Why is that so important? So often we feel like what we're doing as families, especially as parents, is invisible. We're telling them how to say please and thank you and and not whine and not tease each other and be kind to each other. And we just say these things over and over again. And and we just uh, feel like nobody's listening and, and it's making no difference. And then there are those moments, those great moments where it's like the clouds lift and the sun sparkly shines and a child is being kind to a sibling, reaching out, taking a sibling's hand and walking across a parking lot together. 
other, or that child is going out at recess and being nice to another child on the playground who's sitting alone and doesn't have a friend. There are those moments where you see a value or something that has been important in your family passed on, as if that child owns it for himself and is able to therefore express it. And you just want to celebrate. And I call that a full circle moment where it's been passed on to the next generation, and it has been received and now owned by that generation. What's it like for you personally watching your children have children, and then seeing them use some of your own uh, parenting styles and characteristics? That's really part of being a, a full circle family. Well, you know. With a mom and dad, you, you learn to love each other in a whole new way as you watch your husband become a dad. And as a husband watches his wife become a mom, there's like this whole element that you appreciate each other for because you're watching each other grow in love. The same is true in in this family sense that we watch our children become parents and it's a whole new opportunity to love and cherish them because you see them carrying on with the qualities that you found important in your family to to um, get down on a child's level when they're talking to them rather than stand above them and look down and say something to them. You watch your son at 32 years old get down on his knees and look eye to eye in his child's face when he's telling her something that he wants her to really hear. Mm. It's just a very precious moment. That really is. And I think sometimes when, as you so often talk to mops, uh, mothers of preschoolers, uh, you've got to be able to give them that vision that right now it's exhausting, it's wonderful, and yet, you know, they're very, very tired, and they can hardly see about next hour, let alone next week, next month. But you've got to give them that vision, don't you? Yes, you do. And, you know, there's so much of life that's mundane, especially in families. There's so much that needs to be accomplished, but it, it is in the very doing of those things that there's still a sense of family that bonds us and strengthens us, because it's not all fun, and it's it's not all love. I mean, it is love underneath, but there are just those times you just have to weather what you have to do, but there's a great sense of we're in this together, and we love each other, and this is a safe place for, for us all to grow and deepen our faith and learn to appreciate each other because we're in this for the long haul. And that is so very important. Carol Kirkendall, we'll be right back. We're talking about moving your family from good to great, part two of a conversation that we've had with Carol. Five Star Families, Moving Yours from Good to Great is the book. Now when we come back, we're going to talk about mommy and daddy love and how important that is for really keeping a solid five-star family going. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm Jim Burns, and you're listening to Homeward. So great to have uh, Carol Kirkendall on the broadcast today, actually a rebroadcast of an interview we recorded some time ago, but uh, reissuing it here, repurposing it for today's uh, culture because it's a great conversation and it's a good discussion. Roger Marsh here back in the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, taking a quick break here to remind you about our recommended resource for the rest of the month. If you have wondered what kind of impact and influence your words have on the life of your children, we have a resource to share with you. And the answer to that question is, your words have a tremendous impact. David Tim's book is called The Power of Blessing, and it talks about how important it is for us to speak those blessings into the lives of our children. You've heard Dr. Jim Burns talk about this many times here on the broadcast and also in his writing and his speaking. And David Tim's has put together a really outstanding book just talking about how we do this. 
why it's so important, why our kids need it, and how our families will actually grow stronger when we start practicing the power of blessing. Now, if you'd like more information on this book, if you go to homeward.com, you'll find a link that will give you more of that information. The book is available, as I just mentioned, uh, wherever Christian books are sold. So visit your favorite Christian bookstore, and we love Christian bookstores. Say hi to those folks on a regular basis. And then also, uh, you can get it online as well, wherever Christian books are sold, from Bethany House Publishers. The teen and preteen years are really interesting, aren't they? I mean, when else do you spend so much time trying to get noticed without standing out in the process? I'm Jim Burns with today's Homeward Snapshot, and it's a picture of a shy, maybe insecure 8 or 11 or 15-year-old. She's starting to become a young woman, or he's on the brink of manhood, and yet there's still a scared little kid inside the heart of this budding adult. These kids want you to pay attention to them, to listen to them. In fact, they crave attention. They want to be loved. You can meet their need by utilizing a concept that's also the title of a tip sheet I wrote called The Power of Being There. And by the way, you can download a free copy from our website at homeward.com. The power of being there is simple, like helping with homework or showing up at a little league or a soccer game. And when you put the power of being there into practice, you'll be impacting not only the life of a great kid, but you'll be helping him or her grow to become a responsible adult as well. With today's Homeward Snapshot, I'm Jim Burns. Proverbs 17, 17 says in the message, families stick together in all kinds of trouble. And there isn't a family listening today that hasn't had some trouble. And frankly, there are times when some of that trouble is, is our own personal relationship with our spouse. Um, even if you've got a good marriage, most of us have high maintenance marriages and we've got to continue to work on it. Carol Kirkendall is with us today. She's the Director of Leadership Development for Mops International. She's written a great book called Five Star Families, Moving Years from Good to Great. Carol, in your book, you talk about mommy-daddy love and the priority that takes. Talk about that for a minute and how important that is for having kind of a five-star family. You know, Jim, it's so obvious that children change everything in your world, and a marriage changes greatly when children come into the picture. And it takes a lot of communication and time to let your marriage weather these changes the person you walk down the aisle with how many years ago is not the same person that you're married to today because both of you are changed by being a mom and a dad. So it takes time alone together to talk about who you are and how you're responding to life in this season. And I think one of the most important ingredients in a strong, healthy family is if you are married, that you really do honor the marriage relationship and take the time to go away alone together periodically so that you may just look at each other and remember why you married each other and catch up with what's going on in each other's lives apart from the maintenance of the household and the children. So it's just so important for a marriage to be strengthened in the midst of parenting. You know, that makes so much sense. As I talked to you before our conversation on the air, my wife has been very involved in MOPS. And so when I get a request to speak at MOPS, I can't do it all the time. But in our area, I do make the rounds. And I always find that they are absolutely exhilarating times. I love them and wish I could do it all the time. But one of the things that I've been talking about this last year when I've done some MOPS is I talk about their marriage. And I actually say to them, and these are people who, they have children sometimes who are older, but a lot of them, you know, in the preschool age. 
And I find that this is a season when they're really struggling with their marriage because all of a sudden the kids are taking so much time and energy and effort. And yet you're saying, hey, get away and, and focus on your marriage as well. Well, the only way it really worked well for us was to get away. But there yeah. are people who can do that very well after dinner or after the children have gone to bed or whatever. But it just, the fact is, it plain old takes time and it takes effort. We give the best of ourselves, sometimes to our kids, oftentimes to everybody else in the world. And we expect our spouse to just accept us for our tiredness and our distractions. And and so we just we leave it that way and expect each other to just hang with it. And there are times when we have to do that, but but there are other times we really need to make it a priority. No, I, I agree. And in fact, I think even when it comes to God's priority, I mean, our, our priority is to put God first, but then our marriage is so critical to how our kids will grow and, and feel the security of a, of a solid home that we've really got to put energy and emphasis on our marriage. And, they, and a lot of times we don't do it. They really do watch us, and it really is a cement that helps to bond a family. And I think it's important for a married couple to also communicate in front of the children enough so that children see that a healthy love relationship includes agreeing and not always agreeing and still being able to communicate with each other and and not turn your back on it and just give up on it, but that they see this expression of love lived out uh, through the good and not so good. It, it It sure does. When we talk about marriage, at MOPS, do you find that a lot of the folks who are going through the MOPS program are struggling with their marriages? Raising young children is just such an exhausting task. There are wonderful, wonderful moments, but really it demands such sacrifice of your time and your body and your mind. And it's very easy during those years to put your marriage on hold. And we normalize that a little bit because young children just demand that of us. They take more of our time than we ever expected. There's nothing in the world that prepares a young woman or a young man for the kind of 24-hour dependency an infant places on a family. So it's important to recognize that this isn't going to last forever, and we have to find our little pockets of time where we at least can look each other in the eye. But yes, it is a time of great struggle because of all the demands that happen then. Right. Really, just we just have to be proactive about it. Uh, in your book, you give an illustration about actually one of my latest favorite movies. It's called My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> yeah. And the brother gives some advice to his sister who's going to get married not to be overwhelmed by this big, noisy family that's just loud and boisterous and does funny things. And he says this, and I want you to respond to it. It's, it's out of your book. He says, don't let your past dictate who you are, he tells her, but let it be a part of who you become. Talk about that. Oh, I love that quote. It just stood out neon lights when I heard it. When we are thinking about the kind of family we want to become, and incidentally, a lot of us don't even think about that. We don't take the time to say, what kind of family do we want to become? Mm-hmm. What, what are the adjectives we'd like to describe our family 10 years from now? But in doing that, if you're going to think about what kind of family do we want to become, it's healthy to look back at the families you grew up in. And it's very important to pull out some of the things that shaped you as a child But then to look at those not necessarily as things that are going to continue to paralyze you if they were not so good in your future, but let them be woven into the fabric of your being with honesty, but they don't have to make 
you who you are going to be. You look at them and say, I'd like this quality about my family when I was growing up, but I didn't like that quality. I didn't like how they yelled at each other, but I really did like how we spent every Friday afternoon together doing something. You take the good parts and then you don't let that paralyze you, but you let it become part of who you become. Great advice. Carol, what would you say to a mom or a dad right now who's saying, you know, this all sounds well and good, but, you know, I'm struggling in my family, and I really want to move my family from good to great. Where do I start? Tiny little baby steps. Mm. If you're even thinking that way, then at least you're pushing the pause button of your life long enough to say, I want to make some changes. And you might look at these five qualities, love, fun, loyalty, growth, and faith, and say, which one are we hungriest for? Where do we need this kind of quality in our family? And then pick one of them, and then think of three simple ways you might take a baby step toward that quality being expressed more often in your family. If you feel like we're just going on day by day, we need more fun, then think of three ways to have fun in the next week. And they can be little things, but at least you're aware of them and conscious of making an effort. And you know what? It's not that hard to do. It's just pausing long enough to think about how you'd like to change and become the family you really want to be. Well, we do want to become the family God directs us to be in the Scripture, and we've got great help. We've got great help from from, uh, the Scripture. We've got great help from your book, and I want to thank you so much for being with us today, Carol. Oh, thank you, Jim. I think families are a place of great potential, and there's just lots to be lived out in the circle of family relationships. Well, I would say a hearty amen to that. And that concludes part two of Dr. Jim Burns' two-part conversation with author Carol Kirkendall here on the Homeward Broadcast. We've been talking about moving your family from good to great. Carol, of course, the author of the book called Five Star Families, which is a book that Dr. Jim Burns highly recommends. Now, if you missed any part of today's program, remember we are always streaming audio at Homeward.com. Some people like to get audio CDs of these uh, programs, and we are happy to make those available as well. All you have to do is contact us. You can send me an email, roger at Homeward.com, or you can write to us at Homeward, Post Office Box 1600, San Juan Capistrano, California, where the swallows go, and the zip code 92693. Include a gift of any amount in support of our ministry. We'll thank you for that tax-deductible donation by sending you a copy of the full-length audio CD of both Part 1 and Part 2 of Dr. Jim Burns' conversations with Carol Kirkendall on this topic of moving your family from good to great. And Jim, Carol's such a great communicator, very, very simple and concise, effective communication, but uh, we got some practical principles today and on the last edition of the program for moving your family from good to great. Carol did a great job of, of communicating really simple words, love, fun, loyalty, growth, and faith. But really, as we unpack those, that's what our goal should be. Interestingly enough, if we want to move from a good to great family, I don't know that we can do it on our own. I think we need dream catchers. And it's a phrase that actually I took out of her book. A dream catcher in many ways is a mentor. And that mentor can be your spouse, a neighbor, a friend from church, but somebody who can catch your dreams and somebody who can also catch you when you're going down the wrong aisle. Because a lot of times when we talk about mentoring and dream catchers, they'll take our vision and they'll help us. But sometimes they also need to tweak it a little bit and, and, and call it how it is. I'm thinking of two in my life. One is Kathy, my my wife. She is definitely a dream catcher. We've been married for over 31 years now, but she's also a confronter. And I think what has helped so greatly, Kathy and I have been on the same page because we spend a lot of time talking about it. And we have learned even in our marriage to negotiate and and dream for each other and pray for each other and say, this is your dream and I'm going to come alongside you. In fact, there's a dream right now that she has. It kind of has me coming alongside her. And in in doing that, I think we become a more effective five-star family when we have dream catchers. 
when we have somebody like that. I'm fortunate enough to have my spouse that way. John Wallace is another one. He's a good friend of mine. He's a board member. He's the president of Azusa Pacific University. And what John and I do is periodically we just spend time talking about life. I'm a better husband. I'm a better father because John and I spend several hours at a time talking about the important issues of our life. Uh, I call this a replenishing relationship. When I'm with John or even when I talk to him on the phone, he replenishes my life because he's just such a special person. Same time, he's willing to come alongside, listen to my dreams. I hope I listen to his dreams and we can come alongside and make our families more effective because we spend time talking about it. Well, if you're a parent, then I believe having a dream catcher or having a mentor will move your family from good to great. Here at Homeward, we want to help your family move from good to great. And here's Roger with some information about a couple of tools for doing just that. Well, one of the resources that you want to get is a copy of Dr. Jim Burns' brand new book called Faith Conversations for Families. A great way to move your family from good to great is to make sure there's a spiritual component involved where you are actively and proactively uh, speaking spiritually into the lives of your kids, especially when they're younger. And this book, Faith Conversations for Families, is a great resource. It'll help you get that conversation started. You can learn more about ordering information for that when you visit our online resource center at homeward.com. And also, if you've got teens in the home, look out. <laughs> it's a tough season. It's a challenging season. It's very rewarding. And especially if you have a resource like Dr. Jim Burns' book called Teenology, The Art of Raising Great Teenagers. Now, that's a book that will you benefit from Jim's more than 30 years of youth and family ministry, especially talking about teens and preteens. And you can order a copy of that book from our online resource center as well. When you go to homeward.com, that's H-O-M-E-W-O-R-D.com. By the way, both of those books are available uh, wherever Christian books are sold as well from Bethany House. And our thanks to the folks at Bethany House for publishing Jim's books for as long as they have. And now for Dr. Jim Burns, our engineer Ben Camp, and the rest of the staff, I'm Roger Marsh. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to join us again next time right here for another edition of Homeward. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.